Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Ethan. And welcome to the Dark Friends Book Club. We are reading through the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. This episode will be spoiler-free for chapters beyond what we're currently reading. Enjoy! Hi, listeners. You're about to hear there's going to be a huge difference in quality between me now and me in the episode. It takes uh, until about episode eight for me to get my new mic, but I do get a new mic, so please just hang in there with us. We really love you. Okay, bye. Hello, Amy. Well, hello, Ethan. Is this the start? Is this how we're starting? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, and hello, listeners. And welcome hello, back. Listeners. To, welcome back to another episode of Dark Friends Book Club. Okay, so we're picking up <laughs> this episode with chapters 14 through 18. Um, starting with chapter 14, The Stag and Lion. Shall we jump in? Yeah, stag and lion. The the, the header is, I believe that is the dragon's fang. Oh, right. We've seen it before. I forgot about, I forgot about the... Um, stag and lion. You're right. It is the dragon's fang. Okay. <clears throat> so, Mistress Alice, Master Andra, and company get a warm welcome to a very busy stag and lion inn. According to the innkeeper, Master Fitch, a lot of miners and wildmen and whatever have come into town since the roads are clear enough, and they've missed the hospitality and companionship of a city. Also, there's wolves and shit out there, but whatever. Alice asks about the white cloaks, uh, but Master Fitch assures her that other than trying to put old ladies to the stake, this is not a large concern, apparently, they do this all the time, and bothering the governor, this shouldn't be an issue. The group goes to bathe, while Lan listens to gossip in the common room, and everyone is having a relaxing time until Matt starts running his mouth about trollics to the bath attendant. Luckily, the others manage to cut him off super gracefully. The attendant leaves, and Lan comes in to bathe and give everyone shit about not following simple instructions. This is a great precursor to the big happy family dinner everyone has together, where Egwene isn't talking to Rand, so Rand isn't talking to Egwene, and Lan isn't talking to anyone. Luckily, Moraine is okay with talking, and informs the group they will be staying at the inn for two nights, and the Amon's Field group will have a free will have free run of Bear Lawn, Bear Lawn before getting back on the road. That's wishful yeah. She asks Len if there's any good goss, and he says, not really, other than Loghain, the false dragon, we have a name, apparently okay. won whatever battle was happening in Gaeldon. Rand notes here that Lan talks as though he knows Loghain, but once again, I find it hard to trust Rand's people reading skills because he's just so bad at it. Everyone eventually scatters, with Rand, go Rand going to bed. The end. Ha ha ha, I'm just kidding. Rand has another nightmare. Sorry, that should not make me laugh as much as it is. But... <laughs> the fake ha 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 really got you there. Yeah, the fake ha 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 really got me there. Uh, I'm really funny, okay? Uh, this time, he's in a creepy castle with weird decor choices and a freakish orange, red, black, streaky sky. Luckily, yeah, totally he's not, not alone. Totally not totally Barador not. and not Mordor. No, not at all. What are you talking about? Um... Yeah, luckily, he's not alone. There's a friend there. His name's Balsamon. All, all hail gay Satan. And he totally just wants to share some wine with Rand. Unfortunately, Tam was too busy teaching Rand to repress his emotions and made no time for manners, so Rand refuses the wine and freaks out and tries to run away. Ballsy and try... Uh, you know, I didn't... This is the first time I'm reading that so loud. Oh, really? I thought you did that on purpose. Uh, no, 
Uh, Ballsy tries to inform Rand that the Eyes Sedai are just using him as a puppet and are going to use him all up till he's dust. But Rand tries to make him go away with the power of mantras. And this upsets Ballsy. Turns out he really hates Eyes Sedai and takes out his anger-hatred combo on a dream rat. This isn't good enough, though, and he starts to take out his rage on Rand. We all make mistakes. Gay Satan just needs healthier anger management skills. Rand, however, wakes up, debates telling Moraine about the dreams and asking her for help, but ultimately decides he's still a misogynist and he tries to go back to sleep. And that's where that chapter ends. A lot going on in this one. A lot does go on in this one. A lot going on. Um, I mean, you know, there's still some of that whole, like, Rand comparing the big city to back home here. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he kept thinking of like how the mayor and his wife just run their little inn by themselves because Master Fitch has a bunch of like employees helping him run his inn. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and then, I guess we would also assume that his daughters are also helping. Yeah, well, that's it says here with sometimes a little assistance from their daughters. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Just a little, though. You know, when everybody comes in and like you get a gang of Coplins in, you might need a little extra help, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you hear more about the White Cloaks. They sound fun. They sound like a hoot mm-hmm. and a half. Um, like, like I, I, I know I play, like, I'm all like, haha, it's not a big deal. But for real, when Master Fitch is like, eh, they're just going to try to, he really is very blase about the fact that they might just try to, like, burn someone alive. Burn someone alive who's innocent. Yeah. You know? Oh, you know, those religious extremists. Yeah, they just want everyone to, like, walk. Yeah, they're a problem for the governor. Yeah. That's That's it. That's all. No one else. Yep. And then Matt wants to, you know, run his mouth in the group bathing session. Okay, no, but for real, these, these boys in this chapter block piss me off so much. Yeah. Like, Uh, I'll tell you. He even, like, switched up how he was thinking about them. Rand. He started to think of them as, like, uh, Master Andra and Mistress Alice there a few times, right? I, I feel we like will I get to, You know that. what Rand does. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> we'll he get there. He starts off strong. <laughs> we'll get there. But for real? Like, the, like these... They were given really... And you know what gets me? Matt's all like, what? What am I doing wrong? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) Everyone's very obviously trying to redirect him. They're they're gaslighting him. He's getting really upset about it. Yeah, and it's like, no, Matt, you're just a fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they're like, they did good, that first one. They're like, oh, you know, those are just Tom stories. You just don't tell them as well. Yeah, no, I, I will. I'll give like Perrin, Tom, and Rand handle it as like best they can when one of your group is a fucking moron. But like, <laughs> holy shit! I know I'm going in hard on Matt here, but I really feel like no, I think it's deserved. Like multiple times, Moraine and Lan are like, if you talk about this, someone will kill you. Like that yeah, easy. Maybe. I I have it highlight. Well, I think it comes up afterwards. But like, they they mention it multiple times, and then the first person that Matt gets to talk to, he's like, "Let me tell you about Trollics, like Trollics," and yeah. it's like, "Motherfucker!" Oh, sorry. Apparently, I've been holding a lot of rage, and I don't. 
I, I, so here's what happens, right? This is for both you and the listeners, Ethan. Here's mm-hmm. what, ha- what my reading experience is like, right? Yeah. I read the chapter. Yeah. I write the summary. And mm-hmm. then I try not to think or react to it until we record these episodes because I want to keep all the juicy good stuff for the episodes, right? Yeah. But that means sometimes my feelings about things catch me by surprise because they've been locked in a box in my head a week or however long it's been between episodes. Uh-huh. And then you guys get the rant like what you just got of Matt and his idiocy. <laughs> so. Where Amy peeks her own mic. Yeah, where I peek my own mic and I just fucking want to launch my book across the room. <laughs> but it's fine. Um. I mean, and I mean, you know, Lan does get, uh, Matt does get, like, put in his place afterwards by Lan. Well, it's Perrin. Sorry? It's Perrin that gets that. Is it Perrin that gets, no, yeah. it's Matt. Are you... mm, I don't think so, because it's like, uh, where is it? Yeah, here, 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 here. Uh, like, Lan's like, he'll see to his own bath and everything, he waits for the attendant to leave, and then he turned back to the rest of them when he turned back to the rest of them, his voice was stony and his eyes stabbed at Matt. It's a good thing I got back when I did, farm boy. Don't you listen to what you are told. I didn't do anything, Matt protested. I was just going to tell him about the Trollocs, not about... He stopped and leaned back from the warder's eyes, flat against the back of the tub. Don't talk about Trollocs, Lan said grimly. Don't even think about Trollocs. With an angry snort, he began filling himself a bathtub. Blood and ashes. You had better remember, the Dark One has eyes and ears where you least expect. And if the Children of the Light heard Trollocs were after you, they'd be burning to get their hands on you. To them, it would be as much as naming you Dark Friend. And then, like, he keeps going on, you know what I mean? Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about the part where uh, Perrin says, he said there were Trollocs in in Saldea, wasn't it? And then Rand hurled his empty bucket to the floor with a crash. <laughs> you will talk about it, won't you? <laughs> there are always talks in the Borderland blacksmith. That that was the bit where I was like, oh shit, Lan's throwing shit now. I don't blame Lan because he's trying his damn... Because, like, he probably doesn't care about these boys. Let's be yeah. honest. Like, he probably does not care about them. But Moraine does. Well, he even says, Moraine wants you wants to get you all to Tarvalin alive, and I will do it if it can be done. But if you bring any harm to her, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. The rest of the bathing was done in silence and dressing afterwards, too. <laughs> well, that's it. So I don't blame him. Because they were given some very, like, he just got done ripping Matt a new one. And Perrin's like, well, can't we talk about it, though? And it's like, have you not fucking heard what I said? (laughs) Sorry, Ethan, you go say what you, I've run to No, you're good, you're good. (laughs) I think we've got it, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. The boys are dumb. That's all I'm going to say. The boys are dumb. Like, Rand is smart enough in this scene to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. But Rand is worse later, so... You know, um, also Rand spots Moraine standing with some, with a, a girl who's dressed like a boy. Wearing pants. She wears a man's shirt and trousers. How dare she? You know? Yep. Um, but yeah, so that kind of covers bath time. <laughs> What's this? Uh, I have a bunch of stuff highlighted in here and I'm like, what was this about? Um, 
Oh yeah, he. Oh right, there's the whole thing with at dinner where he's thinking about like he can't try how he can't trust anyone, and like he's not even sure he can trust Len and Moraine, and he's all like, but Egwene was still Egwene. Like he seems to finally <laughs> be coming to terms with it, you know, like like Egwene is still Egwene. At first, I thought he was coming to terms with it, right? Because it's like yeah. Moraine said, like she'll touch the true source, but it won't change her. Like, and then it's like. But she doesn't. She doesn't have any control over that. It's not her fault. She can't control it. It's like Glenn, uh, Rand. She has mentioned that she wants to learn to control. Like she's gonna keep doing this of her own free volition. You need to stop with the denial, buddy. Yeah, you need to let it go. You need to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Well, see, you're no, willing to right. think. We will sing that song next time. No, we won't. No, <laughs> no we won't. Um. But yeah, this is also where we get uh, the false dragon. We get a name for him now. Loghain. Yep, Sounds Loghain. hot. <laughs> Loghain is, yeah, that's the name from before that I was like, oh, I almost spoiled something. Mm-hmm. And you were like, what well, is now it? Now we like, all know what it is. Know. Yep. Loghain, a very important name. Yep, right. This would have been a big spoiler if I had said, oh yeah, Loghain. Yeah, but now I'm you know like, the name. Now I know the name. Logain. You have the eye roll. Oh, that's where the eye roll is. Oh, the <laughs> eye roll. Yeah. yeah. Egwene's not talking to Rance, so Rance not talking to Egwene, and just the eye roll from me. You yeah. Get the things to do than this wackiness. Yeah, this is like pure teenage bullshit. Where like he go yep. like to to his credit, I will give Rand this. He does go to apologize, and Egwene's the one who's all sniffy about no. it. You know, me. I don't want to talk to you. Is she what? She turns and sniffs or something. Uh, she stiffens and turned her back before he could get a word out. But oh, then he's okay. all like pouty and is like, fine, if that's how she's going to be, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's like, dear Lord. <laughs> probably better thing probably would have been just like, hey, Egwene, can we talk? Yes. Um, but yeah, then they get like, Moraine's all like, we're going to stay. We get to hang out in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how much of this is her trying to like get back into their good graces after the whole I'll kill you comment. Man, this is turning. This is really toxic behavior. Like where she loses her temper and is then like, "Here's a present to make up for it." <laughs> like this is not healthy. But maybe that's just me. So not um, to spoiler later stuff. But do you think if uh, if they'd actually done better about not talking about the dark friends and the Trollocs and stuff, do you think they would have been found out? The unforgiving part of me kind of wants to say it's their fault because they do a very poor job of not talking about it. Yeah, especially with like, the stuff that happens in the next chapter. Yeah, the next chapter. You, you know what? Like, no, I don't think they would have been found. I think they would have been fine to leave, like, in the morning. Yeah. You know? I'm kind of uh, but the boys, the boys fuck it up real yeah. bad. Um, But we'll get into that in the next chapter. Yeah. For now, they get to explore the city, and that's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to talk about the all the stuff that Beyond Be- yeah. talks about. Oh, his name is, by the way, in the uh, in the glossary. I did look. Guess what? I read it this time. Oh. I go back and forth on whether I'll read stuff in the glossary or not. And I read it. And it's just, it's Gay Satan's name for Trollocs. Yeah. Or, well, Trollocs' name well, for Tro- Gay Satan, yeah. I should say. The Heart of the Dark. Heart of the Dark. Man, he's really got a bad rap. Uh, he doesn't no. help his own case. I mm-hmm. I guess we are kind of at that point where we're talking about the dream. It does. It, this is another chapter where it's like two part chapter. Like there's the yeah. real life stuff, and then there's the dream stuff that happens. And um, yeah, he's got you know, there's some anger issues there. Yeah, 
Do we think this is actually Satan, or do you think? I does think... he name himself? I don't think he names. He I think it's does. Andrew names him. No, oh, he does name he himself. Does. He says, "Some call me Balsamon." I think uh, it's well... interesting that he uses the Trolloc name, though. Yeah. Well, and he says, "Some call me that." Yeah. Not, I am Balsamon. That's fair. I mean, I kind of get the feeling. Like, I feel like it is him. You know. Yeah. Just because okay. this does feel like this must like it feels to me like this is Shia Gole. Yeah. Is locked up in his little tower, you know. Yeah. Except not really. What's the tower called? Do we have the tower's name? Um they mentioned it a no, few times. It's in the valley I mean, valley of Thakandar, the mountain of yeah. Shail Ghoul. I think there is a mount I think there is like something I can't remember. It's not on our map. We have a new map, listeners. We have a new map. It is a much new, more super detailed. detailed. We can see exactly how little they've traveled. Yeah. I looked at this map and I was like, wow, they really haven't gone that far. <laughs> and they keep thinking about how this is the furthest I've been from home. Like, I swear, every time. It's like, this is the furthest. Not in those exact words, but, you know. Effectively. Um, effectively, that's kind of what. I mean, also interesting is Rand is having memory issues in the dream. Yep. He can't really remember, who, like who he is or like his life or anything like he'll get like little little spurts of thought you know yeah especially when he's being stubborn yes um oh i have never been bound yeah we get all that yeah yeah yeah. i was like i know there's some stuff to talk about here i don't know i I don't know where you want to and then there's there's so much there's so Uh, much to talk about but we're we feel a little hesitant today i don't know what's going on once more we meet face to face once more we meet face to face so there we go there's that oh i think this comment from ethan is interesting on my summary listeners um when i when i'm talking about how like rand rand thanks len no slow gain but just to go back to the real life stuff before jumping into all the dream stuff right like rand thinks he might know Logan, but he's not sure and ethan's like you know a land Logan ship would be interesting and i'm like i don't know (laughs) enough about Logan to know if that's true but do we ship it guys do we ship land Logan? the land Logan. (laughs) Well, Didn't we talk about a land and rand ship last time? Oh no, I think we did. <laughs> and then, did. and then when I looked at, that's right, we did because I looked it up and I was like, "You're not allowed to look it up because it's a spoiler." I'm not allowed to Google. Um, there was something that I can't remember. There was something on my phone, like you know how Google like will give you like news articles and stuff based on like what it hears you say because all our phones mm-hmm. are listening to us um and mine was like something about wheel of time i was like i can't click that because i feel like this might end up accidentally being a spoiler <laughs> so i did not well, click it. you know we already have leaks coming through with, with mr croissant so there is indeed leaks coming through with my father <laughs> so um but yeah the dream where, where do you want to start with the dream <laughs> Ethan. Well, there's the bit where he well, says, "Once more, we come face to face." Um, the bigger bit, because it's like it's like, yeah, they're in the weird tower. You know, they're obviously in the blight. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, well, that's that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's pretty obvious. This is like where the Dark One has been apparently uh, bound. Bound. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. The blasted lands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mordor. Mordor in the north. 
And, you know, he has a whole, does it matter? Like, he's like, because Ryan keeps being like, it's a dream, it's a dream. And Ballsy oh. is like. I mean, don't, don't look too carefully up at the top part of the of the, of the fancy map. I just saw a super spoiler, so don't, maybe don't look at that okay, map a lot. Okay, I'm going to stay focused on the two rivers then. There um, we go. <laughs> and he's like, is it a dream? Does it matter? And it's like, that's, I don't know why it's stuff like that always kind of gets me. Because it's like, does it matter if it's a dream? Like, there's magic here. Uh, things can happen in dreams, I guess, you know? I yeah. don't know. Random thought. Then he offers him the wine and is all disappointed when he won't when Rand won't drink it. Yeah, it's very fey. Fey right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well I stuff like that always makes me think of the Persephone Hades myth, you know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you eat or consume anything, you have to stay here forever. So he was offered the wine, and Rand was about to drink it. I was like, "Don't drink it! Don't do it, Rand!" And then he didn't. So <laughs> he I was very proud. Of like, no. Yes. And then there we go. It's, here we go. Here we go. Are we expecting? Are you expecting glory, power? Did they tell you the eye of the world would serve you? What glory or power is there for a puppet? The strings that move you have been century weaving. Your father was chosen by the White Tower like a stallion roped and led to his business. Your mother was no more than a broodmare to their plans, and those plans lead to your death. That was that was a big one I wanted to I cover. I highlighted as well that I have that passage highlighted, which is interesting mm -hmm. because like we have no indication from anywhere that Tam has had any dealings with the White Tower. Mm -hmm. Or from what Tam has said himself, we don't have any proof that, you know, mm -hmm. Rand is actually his kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, st I'm still very firmly in the, in the camp of Rand was not his, you are not the father, Tam, you know? Yeah. Um, but mentioning his, his, his parents was a mistake because that gets Rand's like stubbornness up. Yeah. My yeah. father's a good man. My mother was a good like, woman. Like, but the one, don't talk about his dad. He's got, he's got a thing right now. He's got a who who no back up, gay Satan, back up. That was a that was a miscalculation. Uh, yeah, and then but that just seems to like entertain him because he's all yeah. like afterwards he's like so there is some spirit in you after all. Perhaps you are the one. Little good it will do you. The Amaril am I always have trouble with this word. Amarlin's um, seat will use you until you are consumed, just as Davian was used, and Urien Stonebow, and Guer Amalson, oh god, Amalson, Amalson, and Raolin Darkspain, just as Loghain is being used, used until there is nothing left of you. So this is interesting, because everything we've heard up until now, it seems as though, like, the Aes Sedai are fighting Loghain. Mm-hmm. Or that is the appearance, anyway. Yeah, because... according to Gay Satan. Sorry? But yeah. I said, but, but according, according to Gay Satan. Like, he's just a puppet for the White Tower. So it's like, I mean, I know, you know, I'm, we, I feel like we've got to believe Gay Satan, right? As, well, assuming as, this is actually Gay Satan. I don't know. You know. If this is actually Gay Satan. But it's just interesting because, like, I, we kind of, like, skimmed over take, the, like. We can't take every devil that comes up. And says they're gay Satan to like believe that they are gay Satan, Amy, or else we're going to be heartbroken every time. Uh, you know what? You're the whole, right. Remember, the whole reason why we're reading this book is to figure out whether or not this is, in fact, gay Satan. Gay Satan. Yes, that's true. And we're giving the best of the doubt, but he's acting really not gay Satan y here. <laughs> not gay Satan y. He's acting um, like really biblical Satan, who we don't fuck with. We don't fuck with biblical Satan. Um, 
But yeah, I was going to say, this is interesting because uh, we kind of skim, oh, skimmed over it a little bit. But Did some we? of the gossip that Lan is trying to figure out is because they hear at the beginning of the chapter oh, yeah. that there was a group of Aes Sedai that, headed da that head down to Galden. Mm -hmm. Like we found that him. out to fight, to fight him. Because and then he Moraine... Can the, he can actually use yes, the one, he can the one use power. The one power. And then Lance, when Lance talked about how it seems that he won the fight, no one can agree on what happened to the Aes Sedai. Yeah. Like some say they, they were killed, killed some say no. Some say they went over to Loghain. So that's, it's just interesting now that now... Balzaman, we shall say, is Ballsy? saying that... I like that... Ballsy. Let's keep calling him I that. I like Ballsy. Okay, we'll keep calling him Ballsy. Ballsy is saying that they are using him. Yeah. Which might account for why nobody knows what happened to the Aes Sedai. Yeah. But if they are using him, then it's weird that, like, Marine's a, an Aes Sedai. So shouldn't she be in on all this? Maybe not. They're very political, and, like, that's one of the things people keep talking about the Aes Sedai, right, is that they have a bunch of, like, they have their hands in a bunch of plots and, like, strings everywhere, pull, like, pulling, like, the strings of different nations and everything. Yeah. And there's all the different Ajas, like, for all we know, like, one group is doing one thing, one group's doing another. Maybe there's a secret group within that that's, like, the block Aja that nobody wants to talk about, or, like, mm -hmm. say exists, like, a very, um... Like a Hydra-esque thing, you know, yeah. from the Avengers universe type deal. Yeah. Because we don't so, know Marines Aja yet, right? We do not. Okay. As far as I'm aware. But, like, it has, it, it has not been stated. Like, I guess I, I could probably so. try to start making guesses, but I don't feel... Yeah. Well, you also don't have all the... I don't think you have all... You don't have all the Aja colors. No, no. So, I don't know. It's interesting, you know? Yeah. Um... But, yeah. So he there's talks that. about knowing Luce Theron. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Yeah, uh, here it is. So, it, it, yeah, Rand's like, you, you're bound, and shall go. Like, my mantra will protect me. Uh, that's, that's protecting himself with the power of mantras. That's what I meant when he's just like, you know, and it's the same thing we saw earlier when he said it earlier when they were talking, like in the, one of the first few chapters, when they were talking about Aes Sedai and Forsaken and all that. And mm -hmm. it's something that Egwene says in Ravens as well to like comfort herself, right? We, we've seen yeah. this come up a couple of times now where it's like, yeah, you are bound in Child Ghoul, you and all the Forsaken, bound by the Creator until the end of time. Like their little mantra, you know? Yeah. He isn't able to finish it. Or, well, he. I he finishes he the finish first it. time. He struggles with it, yeah. And then he tries to start again, and Ballsy's like, Fool, I've never been bound. And then he's like, I stood there with Lundkin, Luthorin, Kinslayer's shoulder when he did the deed that named him. Mm hmm. See, not very gay Satan behavior. You're right. Yeah. It was I who gave him the moment of sanity to see what he had done. Yeah. yeah. So, real, real megalomorphic, if I could speak. But I have to say, Valsy and I are on the same page about this, at least, where he's like, he could have struck at me then. He couldn't. He could not have won, <laughs> but he could have tried. Instead, he called down his precious one power upon himself so much that the earth split open and reared up Dragon Mount to mark his doom. So even even Valsy's like, he could have done literally anything, and he turned himself into a volcano instead. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then he says, a thousand years I sent Trollocs uh, ravening south. For three centuries they ravaged the world. We've heard about that, the Trolloc Wars. The Trolloc Wars. Uh, and then I think we get things about Otter Hawkwing. 
We do. I whispered in Arthur Harkwing's ear, and the length and breadth of the land, I said I, died. I whispered again, and the High King sent his armies across the Aerith Ocean, across oh, the yeah. World Sea, and sealed two, two dooms. dooms. A doom of his dream of one land and one people, and a doom yet to come. A doom and yet to come. What does that mean? Very interesting. I mean, it's interesting because, like, oh, man. See, this is where, like, my um, knowledge of, like, the chronicle, like, you know, the, the stories of Arthur and everything like that mm -hmm. kind of get mixed up in uh, my uh, popular media consumption of the show Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you watched that show, but I'm not surprised. I watched everything, I think, except, the, like, the last season. Um, but in Merlin, like you know, they all hate magic so much, right? Like, they, mm -hmm. like everyone who does magic gets put to death, except for the servant boy in the corner, like, very conspicuously whispering and <laughs> with his glowing eyes. Anyways, it's funny. But, um, yeah, so it's just interesting that, like, you know, in this turning of the wheels, shall we say, in this age, uh, as well, Arthur Harkwing, like, Arthur Harkwing, killed a bunch of Aes Sedai who, you know, use magic for lack of a better word. They just mm -hmm. use a different word for it. <sighs> yeah, at his deathbed, I was there when his counselors told him only Aes Sedai could save his life. I spoke and he ordered his counselors to the stake. I spoke and the High King's last words were to cry that Tarvalon must be destroyed. So, uh, Balzi's been around. Apparently. Um... um... Pulling a lot more strings than people may realize, I guess. Or yeah. then, like, the, at the very least, the general populace has been led to believe. Yeah. And then Rand is like, you can't hurt me. This is a dream. And that's and when he like, the rat. Yeah, let me show you. Well, then he starts to torture him, too, right? Yeah, he starts with the rat. And then, yeah, when Rand keeps being like, it's a dream, it's a dream. He's like, you know, I, he, I'm going to wake up. And that's when he starts to torture Rand instead. Will you? Will you wake up? Will you ever wake up? And then again? he does wake up. And then he does wake up. So it's like, well, Ballsy, look at that. He did do it. He did the thing. Yeah. See, after I'm just gonna say this. Like, I see what Rand says here. If I ever had a dream like this, and there was a witch that I like, you know, had said like, I'm not gonna let the dark one like do anything to you. I would be going. I would be up and like knocking on her door right now. I would be pounding on that door so fast, like Moraine, Moraine, help me, please, please help me. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then there's the bit we have in the, in the next chapter where it's like, oh. He's torturing me in my sleep. Please help. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, uh, yeah, I th it starts in the next chapter. But, like, this is one of the failings where I'm like, this is your fault. What happened is your fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, But I guess with that, we could, we should maybe. Uh, yeah, on to the next chapter. On to the next chapter. Which is chapter 15, Strangers and Friends. And the heading for this chapter, Ethan, mm -hmm. is a sun. Yep, a, a very sunburst. stylized sunburst. Yeah. What do you think that represents? Uh, I'm going to guess the Children of the Light. There you go. You guessed correctly. The White Cloaks. Yep. But yes, in chapter 15, Strangers and Friends. Poor Rand wakes up late into the morning with a headache after a night full of more dreams, all unremembered except the first. He heads down to breakfast. Uh, he heads down to breakfast for some. He heads down to the kitchen for some breakfast, where he learns the cook's cat, Siri, best cat in Berlon, is being blamed for a whole bunch of dead rats that have turned up in the inn with broken backs. 
This freaks out Rand, so he goes looking for someone to talk to that isn't Moraine. Tom is busy storytelling in the common area, so Rand heads upstairs to talk to Perrin, since all of the others have scattered to somewhere in the city. Turns out, Perrin had a nearly identical dream about gay Satan, and he, which we're not convinced at this point that it is gay Satan, um, and he is so overcome, he's decided to spend the day in bed. Rand leaves Perrin to his bedtime and decides to head out into the city. At least, that's the plan, until he sees how many people are on the street and freaks out. He sits on a barrel to take some time to gather his courage, and while doing so meets Min, a young woman in boys' clothes, who Moraine was speaking with the day before. Turns out, Min sees things. Like things other people can't see, not just like normal seeing. She's like, you know, it, it's cool seeing. Um, anyways, she's seen some interesting things about the group as a whole, and each person individually, and all the things she tells Rand freaks him out, so he runs away into the crowds that scared him so much earlier. So, like, good on Min for scaring him into courage, you know? Yeah. Um, good on well, Min. She's cool. Good on Min. Uh, while out and about, Rand gets to experience the delights of city living, and uses how there's some people here who would fit right in back in two rivers when all of a sudden a wild padan fane appears turns out he wasn't fed to trollocs after all i'm so sorry tom i should not have made assumptions uh fane is being all twitchy and weird and seems really freaked out about moraine being in town Barand does his best to comfort him and tries to convince fane to come back to the stag and line with him yes rand names the inn he is staying at and confirms moraine is there Basically, Rand breaks every rule and laid down about not telling people things. Thane seems to take note of this before darting off back into the crowd. Rand tries to follow him, but runs into his buddy Matt instead. They chat a bit about their dreams and Min, about their dreams and Min, while standing in the middle of the street. Uh, turns out Matt has also had an identical dream. Um, because they're incapable of following basic instructions, of course, a theme that continues when Matt decides to play a prank and spatter a trio of white cloaks with mud. Great way to not draw attention, Matt. Meanwhile, Rand's headache is morphing into a whole dissociation thing that's making him act like a big weirdo. He's acting so weirdly that he actually laughs at the children of the light, who react about as reasonably as they've been described. Rand keeps up his defiant energy with them, and it seems as though a fight is just about to break out when the city guard appears, but the White Cloaks will remember this. Rand gets back to his normal self afterwards, Matt calls him crazy, and the boys decide to head back to the inn. They run into Tom on the way and fill him in on the dreams. He seems very perturbed, but says not to mention it to Moraine just yet. The trio gets back to the inn, Perrin comes... And Perrin comes running out to tell them that Nynaeve has shown up! Hurrah! And that's kind of where the chapter ends. Yeah. I cheered when I finished this chapter. I was very happy. Because your favorite character's back? Because my favorite character's back. Here we go. But also, this chapter was rage-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know, he's Perrin Fane's their friend. They thought he was dead. They were told not to trust anyone outside of their small group. Yeah. And Rand just Pot and Fane. He does because he's like, remember, he's like, oh no. Back in the day, he was like, when Pot and Fane's like, oh, I hope I didn't do something to make him think I'm a kid again. Because just last year, he started like talking to us like we're men. Yeah, yeah. My issue is, he Fane is acting so suspiciously 
in this chapter. And like for me, it's mm-hmm. it's really oh, where is it? I've gotten no, this is the middle of the mitten stuff, which we'll come back to. But oh, like, I, wish, I wish we could have heard what Min saw if she saw him. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah, because Rand just like they go off into a side alley, but Rand does mm-hmm. n- does no work to make sure no one's in this alley, right? Does right. like doesn't check it out, doesn't check to see if someone's listening in on them in any way. This is and this is what irritates me about it, right? Because he just starts throwing right. Moraine and lands like Moraine's name around, right? Yeah. Um. And then he's like, you know, we're at the stag. He just tells them where they're staying. He tells them how long. You know what it is. As a woman, it's like if you're in a suspicious situation, you don't tell people where you're staying. And you don't Mm -hmm. tell them how long you're going to be there. Like you don't Mm -hmm. give them all the information they need to kill you in your sleep. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like Fane, where is it? Maybe and because right, because she's the right. Because um, sorry, I'm trying to find it. I didn't highlight it. Um, I'm sure Moraine will help. Right, Rand's like, I'm sure Moraine will help you get back to the two rivers. And then Fane's like, Ah, oh, she's she's the Ice to die, is she? And then a guarded look came over Fane's face. Maybe though, his lips nervously. How long will you be at this? What was it? What did you call it? The Stag and Lion? Yeah, no, Fane. Ugh. <laughs> it's just so he, suspicious you know what i mean yeah he, i mean he, so, he sorry, must go, go. have been running for a long time because they're on horses he's not right he and might have had like him. a day's start on them yeah he, and he might have run straight there they would have had a day he would have had a day and a night no yeah no just a day mm-hmm. How did he, cross? he had just a day but they also did like a very winding path yeah he just ran on the road and he just ran on the road. Did the, so, did the did the ferryman? Did he say anything about having a wacky guy? No. Okay. I don't think he did. I'm going back, but I don't believe like the high tower doesn't talk to them a whole lot. You know. Yeah, that's what it's not. It's not choices, is it? it no, the road to Terran Ferry, and then uh, across the Terran. Yeah, across the Terran. Master High Tower. Just the man I need. I want. We want to. He never even saw a child. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The fairy goes over in the daylight, not night, not ever, and not in the fog either. Neither come back when the sun's up. He's like, here's all this money. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't. doesn't I'm. I'm in the That's the only way to cross it, right? Is the ferry? Um, There's no bridge. Yeah, but I mean, if Fane he just, just come by, I guess, and been like, hey, he he would have been less like it's a shorter distance from Emma. Emma Evans Field to Terran Ferry, and it is from like Terran Ferry to Barillon, you know? Yeah, because didn't they take six days? Yeah, they kind of took their time from Terran Ferry to, to Barillon. Yeah. Heading back and forth across. Yeah, so he would have had time. Um, yeah, and like, th- so that's it. Fane's just acting weird. He make, goes out of his way to confirm how long they'll be there and that like she's there with them, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, and makes Rand promise that he won't tell her. That he saw Fane. And Rand oh, does promise this. And he keeps the promise. And he keeps the he promise. He keeps this one. Rand's a fucking idiot. Hot on Fane did not save his father's life. No. <laughs> but he kept his promise and that's, over that's Moraine's gets... promise. He's so judgmental of Moraine. And I get he's got like 
a lifetime of these stories about how Aes Sedai mm -hmm. are evil and blah blah blah, but yeah. she saved your father's life. Does that not give you at least? Does that not give her at least a little bit of a benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I mean, it's not. She's not making it easy for them either. Like, I feel like if she just like kind of like broke down what she thinks is going on. Mm -hmm. And stop making all these like failed things, and especially that one bit where she's like, "Do I have to explain everything I'm doing to you?" Yeah. Well, I mean, she's like, probably, probably not help. used to having to explain herself, right? Yeah, I think she explains herself to Lyanne. Probably, but like that's a weird. They've got the whole warder Aes Sedai thing going on, right? Yeah. So. And she's got a boss, so I assume she explains herself to her boss. You know, they all she's not feet. used to having to explain herself to the lessers. <laughs> To, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, with the way she paid, like, the how she is with money, like, mm -hmm. I gave you coins, can't you just shut up and do it now? Yeah, like, she, it's basically like, I paid you, can you just shut up now? Yeah. <sighs> um, let me see the devil, we'll jump back up to the top again, <laughs> since we skipped yeah, the we skipped, we skipped to, I can't remember why, but we skipped way down there. Uh... Oh yeah, that's right. The the rats, the the broken backed rats. That point, where's Moraine? Uh, where's Moraine? Where? Moraine, can can I? Mr. Salas, with... where's Mr. Salas? I need to speak with where's... Mr. Mr. Salas right now. As soon as I can find her, like oh, and then my friends is... also had identical dreams. Mr. Salas, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Alice. <laughs> we really but it's just need to like, talk. <laughs> where did I put it? Talk to an elder for advice? Nah, I'll just talk to my dumb dumb friends. Who have all the experience of our mud village? They will definitely know what to do when he goes to talk with uh, Perrin instead of finding Moraine. Perrin's Perrin's solution is to just lay in bed and hope for the best and not think about it. <laughs> and not think about it. If I don't think about it, it's not a problem. That's Perrin's solution. And at that point, you should be like, "Hey, maybe me and my friends don't know the best way to handle this." Yeah. But no. Like I've got That's a pretty not... avoidant personality myself, but I, you know, I, I would, I would still be going to a professional if this shit had happened to me. If I had some mm -hmm. psycho dream and there were dead animals in my house that died in the same way as they did in my dream, I'd be like, right? oh, time to go see a professional. Ballsy breaks the rat's back. And then we also know that in cities, because Len mentioned it in earlier chapters, because they're talking about the raven and the crows and everything, and how they're mm -hmm. spies for the dark one. And Len mentions that sometimes in cities, rats are also spies for the dark one. Yeah, carrion eaters. Carrion eaters. So, hey, Rand, you don't, th you know, you're being hunted by Trollocs and Fades who work for the Dark One, right? Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and you find out there's a bunch of fucking rats that died in the inn. Why are these rats you working for him if, 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 if he's breaking their backs? Well, you know, like, you get really into the jaw. Like, maybe they're all they're all masochists. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, oh yes, rats... break my back. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're like, yes, choke I'm me dead. <laughs> Kill me harder. Kill me harder. But, like, my point being, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the very least, you don't want to be like, listen, Alice, Andra, don't know if you heard. There was a bunch of rats that died in the end. Now, you told me that rats could sometimes be spies for a dark one, and I thought I'd give you a heads up in case you hadn't heard. Yeah. And Moraine, Moraine told them, if hey, if you have bad dreams, let me know. I can help with bad dreams. Yep. 
But does he listen? No, because Rand knows best. I feel like Mother Gothel right like now. Like, Rapunzel knows right. best. <laughs> They're so afraid of Moraine. Yeah. And I mean, she has, like, threatened to kill them. Which I think is, like, the main... Like, I think, I think if she had not threatened to kill them in the last, like, two chapters, mm-hmm. I think they may have gone to her, maybe... I don't think Matt would have. Matt seems very no, like hardline like, on this. Yeah. I think Perrin could would have maybe been more inclined, but even then they were talking about not listening to her and just going to Ilian instead of Tarvalon, and that's why she threatens to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> like not I'm not here to defend cuz I I generally I agree with you. I don't think Maureen has handled this the best way possible, especially if she knows what the Aes Sedai reputation is with the general public, right? Yeah. So if it were me, I would be doing my best to kind of put those fears to e at ease. Like Yes, we have to get out of here in a hurry, but maybe explain, listen, I know you guys want answers. I will tell you as much as I can, but we are in very much of a hurry to make sure you don't die or get kidnapped by Trollocs. Yeah. And don't threaten to kill them. They they already get enough. Listen, we can only have one grampy person in this group, and Lan has taken up that position very nicely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that much. It's still just incredibly frustrating for them to be so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> especially because Rand, which also was interesting to me, mm-hmm. and maybe it's nothing, but that Rand recognized what's supposed to be the Trollocs name for the Dark One. Because when he had that oh, first that. dream, he also recognized, like, Shy Tan as the name. So it's like, do you know everyone says you're not supposed to name the dark one and yet somehow rand knows all the names for the dark one yeah well naming the dark one it sounds like shaitan is the actual name for the dark one mm-hmm. uh and it sounds like these other ones are nicknames but yeah how does he know the name that the trollocs call like it's the it's it's heart of the dark in the trolloc language and like he's he just met a trolloc like a week ago yeah and the trolloc did not mention Balthum. No. So, I just think that's knows? a little... Maybe, maybe they say Beelzebub because they don't want to say Shaitan, so maybe they picked... Like, maybe that's one they know from, like, the Trolloc Wars 2,000 years ago. Maybe. I don't know. It just struck me as a little weird, you know? Yeah. It is odd. I, I agree. Um, But yeah, moving on, we get to meet Min! Min. Yep, I like Min. Uh, She's cool. I love Min. I, I am a big fan of, like, delightfully cryptic women. <laughs> uh, and she gives ve- what's her name from uh aragon uh the elf name? no 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 the um uh the witch with the cat who's a werecat uh oh you remember I know you're... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's very I don't much like men i think where she's like oh i'm gonna be cryptic and weird but i know about yeah. things well, you know what? It gives me very much like Luna Lovegood vibes as well. And Luna was my favorite favorite Harry Potter character. Yeah. I love Luna Lovegood. And, and like that's a little bit the vibes that Min has where she's just like, I'm just doing my thing and I'm going to yeah. say what I want. And like you a more take confident. Care leave. Yeah. A little less weird, more confident, Luna. Yeah. 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 Not a, obviously not like a one for one, but it's like, you know, if you were grouping characters together and character types kind of thing. Yeah. They would kind of be in the same Venn diagram, you know? Yeah, like a Jenny mixed with a Luna. Mm-hmm, a little bit. But I, yeah, I loved Min. Min is great. I, yeah, I could tell she, you. 
you hey, listeners, you cannot see the uh, the spreadsheet that has been created with all the viewings and like the exact position of the viewings in the uh, in the book. I did, I did. I uh, I have a whole sheet dedicated to Min's visions. I have quotes of what the at like the exact wording she said, who the subject of that quote is, and the source. So we're gonna be keeping track of it. Well, and this is partially because like I like her, but also this is the kind of this is what Sanderson has done to me because this is the kind of shit that it's like, I'm going to, something's going to happen five books down the road and I'm going to be like, Min said this back in Eye of the World, you know? Oh, well, we so, already have one, Amy. We already have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. How did I, oh, wait. It's, it involves land. Oh, the, 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 the towers? Yeah, the seven, he's got seven ruined towers around his head. And then in our last one, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, in the last chapter we read, uh, Moraine says, calls him, where is it? I highlighted it. Last Lord of the Seven Towers or something. Yeah. Like last Lord of the yeah. Seven Towers. Yeah. Jerry so, has yeah, those no. like, popping up. Mm hmm. I mean, theoretically, honestly, one that I just thought of, I don't think mm -hmm. I wrote it down in the spreadsheet because it wasn't like an out and out. Um, really? Yeah, she wasn't like, this is what I see, but like looking back at what, again, we're skipping ahead here. When she's talking about the sparks after Nynaeve, uh, you know what? We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Because um, we're jumping way ahead here. Um, but yes, so I, I have all the visions. I don't think we want to go, I don't think we need to go over each of them, viewers. No. If, if we're wrong, let us know, I guess. Email yeah. us, tell I, me. I do think... you... I think it would be worth us going over the ones for the boys and like uh Egwene. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um and that's very easy to do. Look yeah. at me, go to my spreadsheet and just check off uh, Egwene. She, she does say off. with everyone there, uh, that there are sparks and they're all around them and there's like a big shadow. I don't know what that could be symbolizing. And the sparks oh, are trying to on. fill the shadow. oh no, what happened? Oh did I did I, I, I filtered think you just it deleted down something. Just... Oh you filtered. I, I filtered. Uh... Do you want Amy, them all? Amy, I can. No, no. I just, there. I was, I was just, I, I was concerned. I did something. I no, don't know. no. Amy's very. I have it. I have the capability of filtering. Listen, I have the capability of us being able to filter it down to a character and be like, what has been said about each specific <laughs> character? I am, I am organized here. Amy's on it. I'm on it. But yes, I see what you're talking about. The, when you're all in a group, sparks swirling around you, thousands of them, and a big shadow, darker than midnight. It's so strong. I almost wonder why everybody can't see it. The sparks are trying to fill the shadow, and the shadow is trying to swallow the sparks. You are all tied together in something dangerous, but I can't make any more of it. Yeah, I, but that's uh, yeah. Let's 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 just do Egwene and yes. Okay, oh, we can so, do all of them honestly. There's a ton of information here, but yeah, I mean we could. Well, he mentioned I mean, so, so. We'll, we'll okay. cover some of them. So, then we'll, we'll, let's start with Egwene's top. Okay, yeah, Egwene's at the top of the spreadsheet, so we're going to start with Egwene. Um, so the big, the first one that we get, I think, is the one because uh, she's talking about Rand and Egwene. Yeah, and she says that essentially it boils down to that they each love each other, but she, but she's not for you or you for her, not the way you both want. So Min. Seems to be disagreeing here with well is a homewrecker and seems to be disagreeing with all of Amon's field about the fact that Ran and Egwene should eventually marry. Yep. But that doesn't seem to be the case. I it don't seems know. Something that's like that's not gonna work out. That's not she gonna work out. She doesn't describe it either. I wonder what that. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then also there's, uh, when I look at her, I see the same thing as when I look at Mistress Alice. Other things, things I don't understand too, but I know what that means. She won't refuse it. So that's, so I think that's Aes Sedai wackiness, right? Aes Sedai wackiness at play. Yeah. She must see something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... I, I mean, essentially, I think she just she just knows Egwene's gonna follow the path to become a nice Sedai. That's my that's my guess. Yeah. Um... Oh, and then with Land, I am gonna talk about Land. So we see the thing about the the ruined towers Sub- and the mm-hmm. uh, baby, a babe in a cradle holding a sword, and dot dot dot. She cuts and herself then, off. Yeah. Wonder what that is. And then she says, "Men like him, you understand. They always have so many things. They crowd one another. So I'm guessing she means warders there." Yeah, that was my understanding too. Or just like, like cool wonder... guys with stony faces. You think that's what she <laughs> Just like really cool guys, you know. Mm, action like, hero look. guys, you know. Yeah. No, I my guess is warders and I wonder if that has something to do with the bond between them and the Aes Sedai, like if that kind of muddles what's his and what's Moraine's. Yeah. Like how in um in uh in Mistborn when they burn Adium, they just like they have apps like so many extra options that occur to them. That mm-hmm. the 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 everything they see just goes crazy because they're mm-hmm. there's just too much stuff going on. Slight misborn spoilers, sorry guys. Um. <laughs> Come at me. It's in the first book. In the first like <laughs> few chapters of the first book. That's fair. I uh, I could tell you more about Adium, but I won't. We won't get into. We're not here to talk about Sanderson. Yeah, Ethan. Yes. Yes. Remember, he finished the last, like, three books. That's true. Okay, um... Right, so we'll go down, and then we got Matt, right? We got Matt, who, uh, she sees... she's She really just starts ramble, rattling things off here with Matt. It's a red eagle, an eye on a balanced scale, a dagger with a ruby, a horn, and a laughing face. I think the horn's interesting, because we know... We keep hearing about the great hunt for this big horn, you know? Yeah, so... that's the only horn we've really heard of. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it, I don't really know. Well, the Red Eagle, wasn't the Red Eagle the symbol of Manetheran? Was it? I'm pretty sure. I can't Google to see if you're right. No, I will. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) How do you spell Manetheran? Manetheran. It's M-A-N-E-F-E-F. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. M-A-N-E-T-H-E-R-E-N. Manetheran. Yeah, it's a red, it's a red bird. Yeah, well, the red eagle is the, it's the the sigil is the red eagle. Well then, uh, that makes sense, especially with what happens in the last chapter of this chapter block, I think. Yeah. Which we'll get to, but you know we're I'm jumping sure around a lot today, guys. About, well, I mean we're talking about future vision things. Yeah. Um, and the rest I think is just like a wait and see type deal. Yeah. Yeah, we could do anything about a dagger or a laughing face. Well, a laughing face. Like, he's known to be, he's like a prankster guy, so maybe that's what that's mm-hmm. referring that's to. But an eye on the eye on a balanced scale, who knows what that is. And the dagger with a ruby. Yeah, those two we don't know anything about. Or, well, you don't, I, mean, I do, but. We don't get a lot on Moraine. I mean, nothing that's really worth just, other than eye to eye weirdness. She's just different. Well, yeah. and it's mostly, I only put that in because that's Min saying, like, how she. Like, why Moraine had to tell her who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Perrin, uh, we get a wolf and a broken crown and trees flowering all around him. And that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. And there's not, I don't, I, don't I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about all this, you know, because yeah. I don't know. 
Not a whole Two lot to say. I know. One, I do not. Okay. Well, then, uh, we can move on. And <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff going on. There's the thing about Egwene again. Yeah. I mean, we kind of covered like, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then. And she, Min even says, like, oh, because I kind of cut it out here when I put in the quote. Mm-hmm. But I think um, what she says is, oh, a lot of the same as the others. And then she starts rattling things off, you know? Yeah. Um, let me just double check because it's gonna bother me. Yeah, the same kind of things as the rest. And then she starts rattling everything off. Yeah. Um, a sword that isn't a sword, a golden mm-hmm. crown of laurel leaves, a beggar's staff, you pouring water on sand, a bloody hand and a white hot iron, three women standing over a funeral pyre with you on it, black rock wet with blood. I see lightning all around. I see lightning around you. Some striking at you. Some coming out of you. I don't know what any of it means except for one thing. You and I will meet again. Which is interesting to be like. There's a bunch of lightning, and all I know what it means is we're gonna meet again, buddy. And it's like, what out of this is indicating that you and he will meet again? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, a sword that isn't a sword. You got any ideas on this stuff? Oh boy, the only thing is the lightning. Um uh-huh. because I believe lightning was also mentioned when we learned that like at the beginning of the prologue when they're they're talking about how some of the people that lose killed, like how they died. Yeah, lightning traveling down. Yeah. So portals. like the the lightning coming from you, like maybe this means Rand's gonna start uh, channeling the one power somehow, but I don't know. Maybe no, Rand think, turns himself think, into a volcano. I don't think he can channel. You don't think so? No, I don't think. Where <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did you get that idea? We haven't seen anything that proves that it's about that. No, you're right. We have not seen anything other. I'm just. I'm making a guess based off of Min's thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, like for real, I'm making a guess based off of Vince's thing because uh, my conspiracy brain, my Sanderson honed conspiracy brain is making some leaps here. I gotcha. A little bit. But other than that, I don't have any ideas for the rest of it. Yeah, it's all very. Mm -hmm. Well, three women standing over a funeral pyre with you on it. I mean, that's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. That's pretty self explanatory. Um,. Pouring water on sand, that's very generic. I've mm-hmm. done that before. Black rock wet with blood. I mean, it's a fantasy series. At some point, rocks are going to get bloodied, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think the very last one is... Man, not... Uh, for Tom. You've got, you've got... Well, you've also the one for all of them. But the stone isn't buried very deep in you or in your friends. Yeah, that's... Well, that's when she's talking about, like, two rivers people and what she's heard about them. And yeah, how, you know, they're mostly, and... like... But if you keep pushing them, like they're like old roots and there's stones buried there, kind of thing. Like, like you said, to talk about how they're stubborn and everything. Yeah. Um, the power of small town conservative community. Yes. But the ones who have <laughs> left on their journey, you know, the stone's not very buried very deep. I mean, I think that's pretty self explanatory. Like they've got more metal to them than, than is expected, you know? Yeah. And they kind of need it now for what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and then with Tom, a man, not him, juggling fire and the White Tower, and that doesn't make any sense at all for a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said I are only women, as far as we know. And the White yep. Tower is in Tarvalon and is for the I said I, so... Yep. <sighs> it's interesting. 
Indeed. So that's the main I have viewing. to say, after after these visions, mm-hmm. I kind of had this thought yesterday where I'm like, I'm I'm gonna make a prediction. Like one of the three boys dies, I think, but before the end of this series. Mm-hmm. I think one of the three boys dies. I don't know that it'll necessarily be Rand. I think the the whole funeral buyer thing might be a a red herring. Yeah. But I think one of them dies. I don't know okay. who. But that's my guess. And if I'm right, I will gloat about it. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'll say, well, how could I have known 14 books ago that I was going to be wrong, you know? Three three years from now. Yeah, three years from now when we're finally finishing the series. Um, But that kind of covers Min's visions. And then this all freaks Rand out. So he's like, I will brave the crowds anyways. <laughs> but as he's running, it's quite interesting. She, I think she just leaned into the creepy bit. Because as he's running away, um, she... Because he asks her about rats. That was interesting. That was a little bit interesting, too. Um... Because she says they'll meet again. He's like, yeah, of course we'll meet again. I'll be coming back this way, like, on his way, on my way home. And she's like, I guess you will, sure. But, like, it, she's kind of, like, mysterious and everything again. Yeah. And she's like, but if, if I told you everything I saw, you'd be as curly-haired as your friend with the shoulders. And he's like, what do you mean? Do you see anything about rats or dreams? Rats? No, no, rats. As for dreams, maybe it's your idea of a dream, but I never thought it was mine. And then he's like, mm. I've got to go, crazy lady. <laughs> And she's like, go then, but you won't escape. Run if you want. You can't escape from me. And it's like, Min, what you doing, honey? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are you what being you a creature? As for dreams, maybe it's your idea of a dream, but I never thought it was mine. I mean, you know, like, uh, I didn't think a dream. Like, maybe she. It's interesting that he refers to it as a dream and not a nightmare, I guess. Uh-huh. And maybe that's kind of what she's referring to. Maybe she knows a little bit about that. And she's like, sure, if you think rats dying and getting tortured is a dream, but that doesn't seem like a dream to me, you know? Yeah. Or she's in- implying it was something more than a dream. Strange. Or she's just being cryptic for fun. Cryptic for fun. <laughs> you know? All of uh-huh. the above. Oh, but yeah. And then we covered the Fane thing. Yeah, we went over a lot about Fane, so I think we can skip that now. Yeah. He's being weird and twitchy, but, you know. You know, we already talked about it. I'm not getting back into that again. Yeah. And then the white cloaks. Yeah, Matt, Matt decides to play prank on religious extremists who all they've, like, heard about since leaving the two rivers is that these guys are loons that, like, mm-hmm. try to kill women they think are Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Or kill anyone they think is a dark friend. Or yep. merely related to being a dark friend. Like... And then he's like, you know what would be really funny? Like, got their cloaks muddy. Which, like, is... It's funny. It's funny. Uh, Bad idea. It's funny, but it's a bad idea with religious extremists. You know? Like, these guys don't think... Like, it's funny, but not in a ha-ha way. (laughs) I think it'd be funny in a ha-ha way if, you know, if it didn't have consequences for people. Yeah. Like, for people other than him. Uppity uppity loons got dirty i think that'd be funny but yeah you know what it is it's like matt you are not home like this is this is the kind of shit you would pull in a mons field and would be like oh that's just matt you know what i mean yeah you're not at home people don't know you his dad mentions that to to naive is like the only real reason why he's upset about matt like going out of town Mm -hmm. sleeping a little bit forward yeah he'll he'll try some of his pranks on 
Outlanders and get thumped. I was like, who made for that one? He just barely Which, avoided the getting thumped. Like, honestly, if these guys, if all these guys did was like, like beat the shit out of him, like I think that might actually be a good experience for Matt. You know, yeah. But... Like, I'm gonna play this prank, and then these three like big dudes just wail on him, right? Mm-hmm. And he just gets thumped. It might actually prompt some character development for Matt, where he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just play pranks on random people because you know. They could beat the shit out of me. Yeah. The issue is these guys wouldn't just beat the shit out of him. No, they would drag him into the questioner and be like, figure out why he doesn't walk in the light. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and we, then you and add on them... top of it. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you add on top of it, like, Rand starts acting like a huge weirdo here. Yeah, he's in a silly, goofy mood. He's in such a silly, goofy mood. He's just like, ha ha, you, your cloaks are dirty. But he does <laughs> like, a bit of yeah. thing where he acts like he's like, he acts like he's not even in control of himself. Like, yeah. he, he throws back his cloak to, like, he wants to do something else, right? It says, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, so Rand moved to cover the sword, but instead swept his cloak back over his shoulder. And in the, in the back, back of his mind, yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, no, no. In the back of his head was a frantic wonder at what he was doing, but it was a distant thought. Accidents happen, he said, even to the children of the light. Like he it's threatens like... them and shows them the Heronmark sword that he knows is like a master sword. Mm-hmm. I was like, Rand, I, 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 okay, here's here's my dilemma, right? Because it's, it's very obvious Rand is not in control of himself here, right? Like, there's something weird going on. Yeah. But it's also like, no, Rand, Rand, no, what are you doing? You're not a master swordsman, Rand. Rand, yeah. you don't know how to use the sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's enough it freaks him out, because it says, in the next one, it says, Heronmark, Lord Bornhold, who's, like, the only named person in this group. From yeah. One of, his, one of his lackeys. Yes, except Lord Bornhold seems ready to call the bluff, because he says, he is, too he is too young. You are not from this place, yes, he said coldly to Rand. You come from where? And then Rand just dances around it. It's like, I just Art, got here. Thank God. <laughs> he could have been like, oh, from, I'm from the two rivers, you know, down that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't know of a good inn, would you? Like, props to, like, not in control Rand here for not being like, I'm staying at the stag and lion. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know. The tingling filled Rand. The heat had grown to a fever. He wanted to laugh. It felt so good. What, small what's voice in his head here, shouted that something was wrong. But all he could think of was how full of energy he felt nearly bursting with it. Smiling, he rocked on his heels and waited for what was going to happen. And then he wondered what it would be. It's like, you're going to get, like, there's going to, it's going to be a fight, Rand. Yeah. I think. Um, that's what's going to happen. And run off the children. Yeah. Thank God. What do I think is happening here? Well, Ethan, mm -hmm. I think, how is it worded? <laughs> There's lightning all around him. Some striking at him and some coming <laughs> from him. I don't, <laughs> don't know what any of it means. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of being weird. It could no. be a situation like when the, uh, when the boys all start shouting shit too, right? Like, don't they say when they shout stuff at the Trollocs, it's like, I don't know why I said that. I think Rand and Perrin are a little bit more aware of it when it happens. It's Matt who's like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't remember. Like, but no, I like, think... He doesn't even know what, he, what it means, what he said. He says, like, a whole paragraph. 
Yeah, not a paragraph, but he has a whole thing. Here's what I think. I think the Trollocs and the Fade and the Dark One are after them for a reason. And I think we're starting to get a little inkling of what that reason might be. Yeah. Because something tells me this doesn't happen to everyone in the two rivers. (laughs) Yeah. Where they just get full of energy and kind of manic. That's what it's like. Yeah, he described what that description he is. It's like, it's like, dude, you sound like you're, you're in a manic episode. Yeah. When he's like, yeah. Heat and then Matt's the one who's like, "You're crazy, dude." Yeah. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> You're so crazy for doing my prank, idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, you caused this problem. Like Matt. Anyways, we can get to LVP. But like... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh no, we might. You and me might have the same LVP. <laughs> <laughs> and I think anyway, second week in a row for me. But um, anyways, <laughs> um. Yeah, they run into Tom. They tell Tom about what's happened. Tom, Tom's all like, "Don't say those names." You said like, like when he saw like they say Balsamon, he's like, "Don't say the Balsamon name." And then he starts telling him all the names they heard, like the names they heard about like people who had been controlled before. I named them earlier. Yeah. Um, and and he's he, like, "Don't go to Moraine." Like dude. he's like dangerous names. Like those are all dangerous names, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when Rand tries to ask who they were, Tom's just like, men. Men who shook the pillars of heaven and rocked the world on its foundations. It doesn't matter. Forget about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, what are you doing here? What's? I had better um, hope for you, Tom. As an and adult. this is interesting, too. Because Matt asks, he's like, did the... Were they used, like he said, and killed? You might say that White Tower killed them. You might say that. Tom's mouth tightened momentarily, then he shook his head again. But used? No. I cannot see that. The light knows the Emerlin seat has enough plots going, but I can't see that. So, like, he seems a little skeptical about what they were told, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like, no, nah, don't tell Walrein. Like, you you can tell her if you feel the need to later, but you can't, like, untell, untell her. her. Which is stupid. fair, but stupid. That's, like, he's not wrong. How, yeah, but that's how all things are. <laughs> yeah, you can't you ever untell anything. So it's like, okay. Um, it's like, okay, Tom, you know, you're supposed to be worldly, and you're being a real... Oh, we totally um, skipped over that, that, but Yasamon dropped the, the title of the book. He oh yeah, he did. I mean, you kind of you mentioned it very quickly, and then we were like, la 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 la. la. There's just a lot to talk about, you know. There is, and the cool because I'm reading. I've got my the Kindle open, and it says um, they also ask him about the Eye of the World, and he's like, "Oh, that's a that's a legend as big as the the Horn of Valir. People go hunting for it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Young men go hunting the Eye of the World the way young men from Ilian hunt the Horn." Up in the Borderlands, yeah. yeah the, in the yeah. Borderlands, they hunt the Eye of the World, and in Ilian, they hunt for the they they do the hunt for the Horn. Yeah, so it's like you know going to look for the Loch Ness monster or, or Bigfoot or something kind of here. Yeah. Yes, or like well, the Philosopher's like, Stone for alchemists yeah. and or like El Dorado or, or yeah, the Fountain yeah. of Youth. <sighs> And then he gets very worried when he's like, do you think parents can say anything? And it's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, we have to hurry to stop him from saying anything. Like, <laughs> Jesus. He might like, have sense oh, and talk to Moraine about it. Yeah, he might be the smart one. But it turns out he's not. No. Well, I just came down an hour ago and then Nynaeve was here. Yep. Which yeah, is and exciting. Back. And Nynaeve's back, everyone. Let us all cheer. 
the the rare sentiment that Amy has. I like Nynaeve too. I, I like Nynaeve. And I have a lot of like after the like the next couple of chapters, you know, like I have mm -hmm. I have stuff I wanna say about Nynaeve. But we can get to that, you know? Turns yeah. out she like found High Tower and made him take her across in a boat, even though it was fairy like I'm just like <laughs> power. <laughs> oh girl, you know? Yeah. Um no. Yeah. Are we good, or do we got anything more yeah. to say about it? That was a big chapter. I feel chapter. like that, that was a big chapter. The next few kind of go a little bit quicker, but um, I think I've said everything I have to say about it. You? Yeah. Um, I think you got everything for me. That was a yeah. big chapter. It was. It was. Uh, but now we move on to chapter 16, The Wisdom. Yep. And it's a new header, as Ethan has pointed out in his comments. It is. We usually cover that at the end, but yes, it is a new header. No, I'm doing it. You know what? We see the header at the beginning. We're going to cover the header at the beginning, Ethan. Okay. I feel like we usually do it when one of us remembers that we're supposed to do it. I'm going to try to be better about it. That's why okay. I highlighted that chapter headers with new, the ones where we have new chapter headers. Okay. I mean, do you want to cover it at them. the end or at the beginning, then? I mean, it's up to you. You're the one that's doing your 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 uh, summary. I, I haven't started it yet, so, you know. Yeah. Well, We've here, got we some leaves like on a vine. Yeah. Try, leaves try, try foil leaves. Try whatever they're called. There's three yeah. leaves off of a single thing. Poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not believe that's poison ivy, but... Me neither. Um, okay, so, Min accosts Rand as he's going to talk to Nynaeve in order to tell him that Nynaeve's arrival has made the group more sparky, and she believes they're in more danger now. Rand is all like, okay, thanks, before he goes to talk to our favorite wisdom. Uh, yeah, he goes to talk to our favorite wisdom. Nynaeve and Moraine are busy having a staring contest when he joins them, but eventually both break to talk to the group. Nynaeve is there to bring everyone back because they were very silly for leaving and the whole village thinks so except for Tam. But Tam is wrong, and this whole idea that Trollocs are after the boys is dumb. After a lot of back and forth between various members of the party, Moraine and Nynaeve have a private chat to try and work things out. It's not exactly a success. Nynaeve comes out of it still determined to bring everyone home, but she maybe thinks the Trolloc thing might possibly be a little bit true, but she's not convinced. She is impressed with how much Rand has changed and grown, and here I say, into what? A whiny pants? Because that's what he's been these last few chapters in the past week. But she's impressed. Um, she also tells Rand that Moira Moraine was trying to figure out if any of the boys had been born outside Emmons Field. And when Rand confides in her about Tam's fever dreams, she consoles him and says that while, yes, Rand was born outside Two Rivers, he was totally 100% Carrie and Tom, Tam's son. I don't know if I'm convinced, but whatever. She then decides to go take a bath before deciding what is to be done about the whole situation. And that's where we leave off with that chapter. It's a it's a pretty pretty chill one, you know, kind of. Yeah. Chill it's is a very much a back to the yeah yeah very much back to just uh just, 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 just the normal stuff. What is happening here? I don't I, something happened. I erased something. Oh, there we go. Okay. No, control Z. I did it. Yeah, it's a trifoil leaf on a vine. Trifoil leaf on a vine. It's uh, as I described. Trifoil, trifoil leaf in a vine of Avin, uh, of Avendasora. Okay. The tree of life. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you know what? Maybe it's because Nynaeve brings me life. There you go. I mean, she's a healer, <laughs> so maybe that's what it represents. Yeah, that could be it. Um, Who knows? 
but yeah, we find out that that Nynaeve is part of the whole Sparky thing, right along with everyone else, which like kind of confuses Rand because he's you know simple. Um, yeah, he's got a lot going on, Amy. <laughs> uh, but we do get we do get some for uh, more more visions from men about Nynaeve, mm-hmm. which is um, just uh, she's part of it. Yeah, she's part of it. And then there's uh she met Mr. Alice coming in and there were sparks with just the two of them because and then we get more about like the group kind of yeah. where it's yesterday I couldn't see sparks without at least three uh, without at least three or four of you together, but today it's all sharper and more furious. You're all in more danger today than yesterday since she came. So there's something about Nynaeve being there that's bad for the group which i find hard to believe but it's more know. dangerous for the group maybe not bad, yeah the group the group isn't well i think the it's danger and i wonder i i wonder if it's more that min has not seen them all together in since the day before so here's my my theory right i don't think it's Nynaeve's arrival that is the problem i think it's the boys have been running around town running their mouths and Uh min has not looked at looked at the group as a whole since the day before yeah and so now that all that's happened it's changed what she saw that's my theory i don't think it's Nynaeve and um, and maybe Nynaeve's part of it, but you know, like it, I think it has more to do with everything that's happened since Min last saw them together. Okay, valid. Um, there's another thing here, but we uh, it, it, she does also say it's almost a wonder the inn doesn't catch fire from how many sparks there are around mm. everyone. Or shadowing. Or shadowing, folks. <laughs> um, but that, and then the, Rand really is like, "Okay, bye." And Min's all like shakes her fist at him and stamps her foot. And I just love the visual. <laughs> it's like an odd you. One. It's an odd one. I thought so. Like it's all like that she gets so upset at him for just walking away. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I like no, Min. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I like Min too. Um also interesting is Perrin mm-hmm. mentions it when he goes to see them about how it's like cold with Moraine and like Nynaeve in the room together. And yeah. I want, like at first I was like, well, that's probably just like metaphorical cold, right? Yeah. Like they're, I, oh, I think it is. Yeah. They're icy. Yeah. But it does it, despite the fire, it seemed freezing cold and all coming from the two women at the table. I don't know. Maybe it's metaphorical. Maybe it's not, you know? <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Um, also, Nynaeve's apparently afraid that they're going to poison her because she hasn't been drinking the wine that Lan was offering her until everyone gets there. (laughs) So weird. That is weird. It's it's like, like, they've never shown themselves to be poisoners. No. She could literally just, they could literally just kill you. Yeah. They could have killed you and gotten rid of you before the kids ever saw you. Yeah. But they didn't. Um, And they have a talk about how... Oh, Apparently how she didn't... found them? Oh, Turns yeah. out, Nynaeve's a very good tracker. <clears throat> like, Lan is surprised that she found them just following the trail. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I must be getting careless. And she says, you left very little trace, but I can track as well as any man in the two rivers, except perhaps Tam Thor. So, so cool. maybe she's so cool. She's so cool. And then, well, then Tam, she even said what? She even says she's not as good as Tam. So there. Well, I mean, you know, I guess burning up all your emotions has a a benefit. (laughs) Oh, there you go. That damn Um, fire in the void. 
And then and then Lan compliments her and she blushes, which I think is adorable. <laughs> oh, I love Nightie so much. I think it's just it's just fun. Okay, so here here's some of my thoughts on Nynaeve from these like chapters, right? We mm-hmm. finally get to see her where she's not surrounded by people with all these expectations of what she should be because mm-hmm. the it's made very clear to us that people in in Amon Emmons Field have like a very clear idea of what a wisdom should be, right? Like she's yeah. too young, she's too this, she's too that. And I think like the harshness and aggressiveness that she's developed has all been in like a reaction to that, to like try to demand respect in that way. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun in these chapters. We get to kind of see another side of her because she's not in that situation. Like to a certain degree, yes, with the boys there, but they're all kind of her age, right? Yeah. Well, she's like probably seven or eight years older. Right. Right. She's a little older, but like, I guess they're more her peers than Senbui and Tam and like the village council, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So it's just fun. Like, uh, she maybe she has a little crush on Lan here. It's just fun for me to see. Lan and Nynaeve, that's my ship now. <laughs> <laughs> From one interaction. Yeah, because Rand even says, like, uh, Nynaeve never showed herself even the little bit bit disconcerted. Angry, yes. Outraged often, but never out of countenance. But she was certainly red-cheeked now and trying to hide in the wide. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's cute. Um, Moraine mentions that her power is a nice that I protect people from the Dark One. Yes, she does. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, it kind of, it makes sense, you know, especially after what we see in the next couple of chapters. Yeah. Um, uh, 90s, like, you're standing up straw men. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's true, right? So, like, your village gets attacked, okay? Mm-hmm. And then these two strangers run off with a bunch of, like, barely legal adults. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we had to take them with us because the village was attacked because of them. So we're helping them. That sounds, that sounds sketch. That's super yeah. sketch. Like, <laughs> I don't blame her. And then they're like, no, no, for real, this super dark entity that everyone's afraid of all the time, he's totally after these three random village boys. What the devil's, the devil's after them. The devil is after these three random village boys, it's, specifically. It's, yeah, it's literally if you went and, like, kidnapped a group of, of, of 18-year-olds, and when everyone yep. comes after you about it, you're like, no, 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 the devil's after them. The devil is trying to get them. So I don't blame her here for being like, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, um, only Tam was on, like, on their side, but the, everyone's like, Tam, you had a, you know, you had a very traumatic experience. You've been through a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, because he tried to, he had himself carried to the village meeting, tried to convince everybody. He already tried with the village council. Mm-hmm. And then she even says he has a might of sense, usually more than most men. Nynaeve really seems to respect Tam. I have to say that much. Seems yeah. to be a lot of respect for Tam when she, she has, like, generally... no respect for anyone else on the village yeah. council, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't like anyone else on the village council, but Tam's pretty chill. Um... Oh yeah, and then they're talking to, and then Matt. That's when Matt asks about his dad, and he's like, he and she says he's afraid you'll try your tricks with Outlanders and get your head thumped. And it's like you're a little late with that warning. Yeah, and he, it'd probably be good if a, if he did get thumped. 
it, I, at this point, I, I need him to get thumped. Oh, and then she, like, indirectly, like, insults Egwene when she's like, I don't know how, it's not super indirect. It's pretty direct. But she's like, maybe I should not be surprised at this harebrained idiocy from you three, but I thought others had more judgment, like, while looking at Egwene. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And her un unbraided hair. And her unbraided hair that she's desperately trying to hide in a hood. Yep. Uh, and and then... that's when they kind of have their uh, their private chat, I think. I mean, Rand is very insistent, though. Like, despite despite how much he he, he like kind of mentally fights against everything, right? Yeah. He's like, no, no, we really do have to go. We have to keep going, Nynaeve. We have to get to Tarvalon. And it's like, wow, the brainwashing is strong in this one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they have been chased by Trollocs and Drakkar. Like, it's not like they're, you know. Yeah. They have a lot more proof that, like, oh, no, we actually are being chased. Yeah. with the Like, the Fade was Versus actually Nynaeve, on Versus who hasn't seen anything since she's been traveling. No, that's fair. Um, And then he freaks out about his dad again. Yeah. They have a nice little, I mean, him and Nynaeve have a nice little conversation, you know? Yeah. She's like, you're um, one of us. I'm not going to, like, portray you to some outlander. Yeah. Yeah, she tried to disguise it, but most of all, she wanted to know if any of you was born outside the two rivers. So it sounds like Ni- and, like Maureen was trying not to outrightly ask, but, like, it's interesting that she wants to know that, you know? Yeah, and Rand is the only one that was born outside the river, outside the two rivers. He was. I was born outside the two rivers. I can just remember when Tam came back to Emmons Field, a grown man with a red-haired outlander wife and a babe in swaddling clothes. I remember Carrie Alfork cradling that child in her arms with as much love given and delight taken as I've ever seen from any woman with a babe. Her child ran to you. Which, you know, is kind of a roundabout way of avoiding directly answering the the question. Because... There's lots of women who will adopt children as babies, and, like, that is as much their baby as if they had given birth to it. So we're moving on to Chapter 17, Watchers and Hunters. Rand has a Rand has had a very hard, no-good day, so he decides to head to the common room for a good time. Lucky for him, that's just what he finds. Tom is settled into story time. Get to hear about all these awesome heroes and this great hunt for the horn thing and blah 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 blah. Eventually, story time evolves into music and dancing, with even Nynaeve and Moraine joining in. A good time is had by everyone, and the group heads to bed to get a bit of rest before heading out at first light the next morning. Rand goes to get a glass of milk before bed, all on his own, just like a big boy. But oh no! The Fade has tracked our heroic group to the inn and jumps Rand and acts all tough and menacing and creepy. Until he hears land coming down the stairs and then the big bad fade runs like a little baby. Obviously, the group is no longer safe in town, so they head out right away. As they're getting ready, Rand finally gets over himself in regards to Egwene's excitement at adventure. Mostly because Egwene is scared now, and that makes Rand feel bad. You know the drill, Rand. Throw those feelings to the void. As the group tries to leave the city, however, they are stopped by a group of five children of the light, one of which is, unsurprisingly, one of the dudes Rand pissed off earlier in the day. Luckily, Moraine is a boss-ass bitch and kicks the stupid white cloaks butts, and the group is able to escape through the slightly opened gate without pursuit. They hit the road, but not long afterwards notice a fire in Barillon that can only be the stag and lion. I really hope Siri the cat made it out okay. I'm very concerned about the cat. (laughs) 
This particularly upsets the two rivers folk, who feel they should go back and do something to help. Moraine tries to placate them, saying she'll send money and everything will be fine, but they really do need to get going unless everyone wants to die. And Len supports this course of action, and so it is back on the road for everyone. Pretty straightforward yeah. chapter. Yep. Uh, Fun chapter, you, think, you know? Yeah. Do you think Moraine was actually having a good time, or do you think this was like a manipulation thing to put people at ease? Bit of this is the first time I think we've seen her cut loose. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be a bit of both. You know, like it it can't be easy for Moraine and Land. Like, even if you're used to being like this serious and blah blah blah, all the you know, like we gotta do what we gotta do type thing yeah. all the time. You still gotta have fun. Like, I desperately need to know if Lan was dancing as well and Ran just didn't notice. You I know don't what think I mean? he was. Boo. I think we I think they would have made note if he was. That's fair, but makes me sad. I because I would expect Moraine to dance more than Lan, and he mentioned Moraine dancing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So you know, I think I think it was a bit of both. It's like, yeah, she can she wants to kind of like just have a good time, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think she's too. I don't even know what the word I want to use here is, but she like it's too good an opportunity to pass up to also just like kind of put like be one of the gang, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, you skipped over the most dark friend looking dark friend guy. I did. I did. Um, they're being watched by Scarman as they're dancing and having fun the whole time. Like, ooh, an ugly man. He looks dangerous. <laughs> Rand's like, maybe he can't smile because of his hideous scar. <laughs> oh, he keeps looking at me angrily. Maybe it's because I'm staring. <laughs> And it's like, that might just be what it is, but obviously I think it's not, you know? But He calls a lot of attention to it. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we find out he was also watching, like, Matt and Perrin, I think. And yeah. And then it's like, ah, the really obvious dark friend was a dark friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm so shocked. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we get, the, we get to see, we get a face reveal for the fade. Yep, gross, like a slug. Gross like a slug with oily black hair, <laughs> no eyes. Sounds like nightmare fuel. Snape. No. I will say also, Rand does make note that Nynaeve is dancing and she doesn't usually dance back home. And this mm. just reinforces, I think, like, and he even, he even says, like, I wonder what the women's circle would say about the wisdom dancing. Maybe that's why. Like, she never dances back it. home. Hmm? Nothing. It just seems so repressive. Yeah. Oh, the well, wisdom can't it. dance. That's it. I like Moraine never gets time to just be a young woman, you know, and enjoy life. Yeah. You mean Nynaeve? I said Moraine, didn't I? I do you mean did. Nynaeve. Yeah. I do mean we Nynaeve. We don't know if Moraine got to enjoy life as a young woman. We don't know how old she is because she's ageless. Ageless. She could be hundreds of years old. She could be. I would never know. No. But how old do you think she is? 72. 72? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I think she's 72. Why? great for 72. I don't know. That's my guess. The fade um, glided closer in no hurry. Mm-hmm. It's funny. He's not in a hurry until he hears Lan come running down the stairs. Yeah. And then he's like, I have to go. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, this was just like a scare tactic. Because he goes, he freaks Rand out. He swings a sword, but doesn't hit him. And he's like... Yeah. You belong to the great lord of the dark. You are his. And then runs away. <laughs> he should have just grabbed Rand. Right? Like, you had the perfect chance here to just grab one of them and get out. And yeah. he didn't take it. 
This is some real OVP behavior. Lucky it's for him, up. people have fucked up more than him this this chapter block, but the dark friend or the the fade? The fade. People have fucked up more than the fade this otherwise he probably would get LVP, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, then they all hurry scurry out. Yeah, because, oh man, the whole thing with Egwene, like, she's all freaked out, getting on Bella, scared. Rand's first thought? At least she doesn't think it's an adventure anymore. Dude. <laughs> it was like, you motherfucker. What an asshole. Like, he was ashamed as soon as he thought it. And it's like, I get it, but still, motherfucker, you don't, you're an asshole. You just got done so, with, the, with the fade. Mm-hmm. And your thoughts are on, like, oh, at least she's not afraid anymore. Yeah, she's not happy anymore. Yeah, it's just kind of shithead behavior there. A little bit. But it's um, okay. Yeah, we also find out there's a drag car. Uh, there was a drag car flying over the town. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't mentioned until the white cloaks pop up. Yep. Um, um, Moraine makes herself, like, gigantic. Yeah, this is her boss-ass bitch era. Where she just, mm -hmm. like... She like cloaks. It's uh, honestly, I think up to now, like my might be one of my favorite like visuals, you know. Yeah. Um, with just like like her cloaking herself with the night and the shadows and growing taller and just like it's a very fun like like I said a very fun visual, you know. Yeah. Shadows spun in on her, draped her like a hooded cloak. She loomed as high as the town wall. Her eyes glare down, a giant staring at insects. It's just fun. I don't know. Yeah. It's just fun. And it also saves their asses. Because, like, the white cloaks are getting ready to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who steps up and kind of, like, knocks them down and gets them away. You know? And then pretends nothing happened. Yeah, and then gaslights everyone. <laughs> and then gaslights everyone. It's like, did I? Did I do that? I don't know if I did that. You know? Yeah. And then Precious the inn place. burns down, and everyone's mad about it. The mind plays tricks on the night. The eyes see what is not there. Mm -hmm. There's no time for games. That needs to be added angrily. No time for games, indeed. <laughs> what we gained at the Stag and Lion, we may have lost here. <laughs> it's like, okay, Moraine. Like, why can't you just admit that you did a cool thing? Like, just tell us you did a cool... Like... I think that's it. There's no reason for her to lie here. Yeah. Like, why are you gaslighting everyone? There's no nope. need for it. They know you're an Aes Sedai. <laughs> it's very just, Yeah. Build trust with these people in a rapport? No. No. Gaslight wanna... gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Matt has another, like... <sighs> this is not frustrating. It's just naive. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. he's like... Um, I thought we were safe, you know, not a sign of anything since we crossed the Terran, and there we were in a city with walls around us. I thought we were safe. And then that dream, and a fade. Are we ever go going to be safe again? It's like, I feel a little bad for him here, but they very specifically said you would not be safe until you got to Tarvalon. Like, they were yeah. very clear in that. So it's like, I'm sorry, Matt. Are you sad that things worked out exactly as you were told they were? They would? Yeah, and then they're yeah. off. I don't know. Anyway, I yeah. I feel like that kind of covers it. This has kind of been a, a, a dumping episode on Matt a little bit. Yeah, well, he's been bad. He, he Rand was the, the dumping episode last week. This yeah. week Perrin, it's Matt. Aaron, you're, you're on the up. block. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we've got more where, where Moraine like, is trying to pro solve every problem with money. Like, 
Mm -hmm. uh, I've caused someone a problem. I'll send them a lot of money to make up for it. Mm -hmm. I destroyed this man's livelihood. I'll give them a lot of money to make up for it. To be I've fair, horses, he did try... I'll leave money. Yeah, to be fair, though, she did try to warn Master Fitch. Like, yeah. if they ask about us, just tell them. It's fine. Like, just tell them what they want to know. And he's like, no, no, I won't do that. I have to protect my guest's privacy. It's like, she did what she could for him. She'll send yeah. him money to rebuild the inn. I feel like she's done the most she can here. Yeah. Like, short of, like, staying to fight the Fade. But she's, they've made it very clear that, her, like, her main priority is getting the boys to Tarvalon. Yep. So, whether that's right or not, we don't know. But that's that's the goal. Yep. On to the next chapter. On to chapter 18, the Camelin Road. We did forget to mention the chapter header for Watchers and Hunters is Dragon's Fang. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention it because it's one we've had before. But, yeah, it is the, it is the Dragon's Fang. Camelin Road. Um, okay, out on the Camelin Road, winding between the hills in what sounds like a very pretty journey, it soon becomes apparent that the group is being chased by a fuck ton that is a legit me measurement unit of Trollocs. This is, of course, concerning, and so they try to hurry their butts and give off-roading a try. Unfortunately, there is a group of Trollocs with a fade leading, uh, leading them, lying in wait for the party, and so battle ensues. The boys run down the hill with their new, untested battle cries. Rand is swinging his sword. Perrin is swinging his axe. Matt is there. Lan is in a deadly dance of swords with the Fade, while Moraine shows Egwene, Nynaeve, and a lot of unlucky Trollocs the power of the One Power. <laughs> Luckily, Lan continues to prove his awesomeness and cuts off the Fade's head, which, according to Tom, won't even actually kill the thing until sundown. But all the Trollocs fall down in a tizzy, and our group continues to run away from the ones at their backs. Just as it seems they're going to be caught again, Moraine proves, once again, that she is a boss-ass bitch, and creates a wall of fire to keep their pursuers from following for a while. The group makes some space and then stops so Mom and Dad, I mean, Lorraine, Moraine and Lan, can argue. Eventually, Lan wins the argument, and the group goes to take shelter in a place the Trollocs supposedly won't follow them to. Shadar, Shadar Logoth. Shadar Logoth, yeah. Shadar Logoth. And that is where our final chapter ends. Indeed. Uh, new weird chapter title here. Yeah, yeah, very weird. I mean, I'm going to say this is like a Trolloc fist type thing. Cause you yeah, got, it's, like, it's the a Trolloc. Yeah, it seems trollicky, you know. Yeah, uh, we, we get the bit with Lord Last Lord of the Seven Towers from uh, Moraine to Lan. Yep, and you know he wonders. Uh, the Rand's like, I wonder what that is, and he debates asking Tom, but you know, doesn't because why learn things? Yep, and forgot uh, you know that Min mentioned Seven Towers. Yep, immediately forgot it. Uh. Well, and it's interesting because I think specifically Min mentioned seven broken towers, seven ruined towers. Yeah. So when you pair that with like him being the last lord of the seven towers, it's like, what? What happened to the seven towers? You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, we get that there's three fists of Trollocs, which I think in didn't they say a fist is like a hundred Trollocs? Yeah. So it's like three hundred well, Trollocs, and there's three fades with them, maybe five. Yeah, he's like, well, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Each let up 
each led, yeah, it's at least three fists of Trollocs, each led by a half man, maybe five. So it's between three and five fists, which yeah. Moraine is like, there are perhaps 500 Trollocs behind us. That's a lot of Trollocs. Yeah. How are they getting, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and she points that out. She's like, I don't know how they got here. Like, if they had, like, if they had this many, why didn't they use them to attack Emmons Field? And then if yeah. they didn't, like, how did they get here? Like, where did yeah. they come from? Because I think Land said before, like, he's really, like, he doesn't know how they could have gotten here without raising a human cry from mm-hmm. the Borderlands all the way to Tar, all the way to Camelin. They've been very sneaky, these trolls. That's a big group of, yeah. Well, that's just a big army to be able to march without anybody seeing it. Yeah. Interesting. With Drakkar and, you know, everything. Yeah. Else. Yep. Um, and then we get the fight. Yep. Fight, 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 fight. Where... Yeah, because Lan plunges down and, like, down the slope and is like, for the Seven Towers. So then, you know, he's, like, Rand's just like, well, Lan, if Lan's doing it, then he's like, Manetherin! Manetherin! And Perrin does the same too. But Matt shouted, Karai and Kaldazar, Karai and Elisand, El Elisand, and then the fight happens. Yeah. And then it's like, boo, bah, clash, bang, ding, ding. And there's, they've got, po- they've got pole hooks because they're trying to like capture the boys. Yep. They almost get Rand. Yep. Uh, the only one who it's mentioned, the only one who actually gets pulled from his horse, uh, who gets out of horse, is Matt. Yep. And there's a thing with Rand where I thought I had I thought Rand had more weirdness when the thing where is it? Mm. Ride. Maybe not. No, I don't think so. No, no. Here we go. A hook caught his shoulder from behind, entangled in his cloak, jerking him backwards, frantically, almost losing his sword. He clutched the pommel of the saddle to keep his seat, cloud street, right hand of the shadow, right accessory, he could feel himself slipping inch by inch, falling from the hook clouds, swung around, and in the instant Rand saw a parent half out of his saddle, struggling to wrench his axe free. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh yeah, it's a death grip on the reins is the only thing that kept him from the ground. Okay. Never mind. I thought I thought Cloud or something did something weird. My no. mistake. Yeah, and did then they're like during all this? What? Did we get anything from Tom during all this? Uh, no. The only thing we get from Tom is when, uh, after Len kills the the Fade, and then, like, Len cuts off the head, and then around the humans, Trollocs fell writhing to the ground, tearing at their hair, clawing their own faces, all of the Trollocs, biting at the ground, snapping at nothing, howling, howling, howling. Um, and that's when Rand notices... There's no head, and Tom has Tom shouts, "It won't die until nightfall." Uh, not completely. That is what I've heard, anyways. And it says, yeah. like, and he's just like between heavy breaths over the unrelenting screams. But we have no idea what Tom was doing in this whole fight. Yeah. So that's two fights now that we have no idea what happened to Tom. Weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Yeah, they get running. Uh, uh, Moraine does her her badass boss bitch thing with the angriel. Yeah, and then and then it's just all casually like she like makes the okay, so she fucks with the earth, right? It's all like whoa, 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 like when a sheet of metal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The whoa, 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 whoa. and then earth, she does like... this. Yeah, does this giant wall of fire, and then is all like. Uh, sorry. You know, I'll be fine. I'm just not at my strongest when working with earth and fire. A small thing. Bitch, that wasn't 
your strongest? That was pretty damn cool, you know? Yep. Um, and then it, this this was interesting, too, how Rand specifically mentions, like, he doesn't remember the battle, really. Uh, yeah. Everything ran together, and it was all fear and heat. And that I could have sworn when... Yeah, here, uh, Tam is like, uh, battles are always hot, even in the snow, sweat, heat, blood, heat, only death is cool. It's just a fun little callback to what Tam said, you know? Yeah, for his, this is really Rand's first battle. Mm-hmm, this is really, yeah. the only yeah. one for the whole 14, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he only gets in this one fight for 14 books. I really? Fantasy! <laughs> uh... More, and Nynaeve seems particularly concerned with Moraine throughout this, you know, yeah, th- honestly magic. throughout this whole chapter. Oh, you mean, you mean, yeah, Moraine, like, overdoing it? Yeah, well, and Nynaeve keeps trying to push, uh, like, herbs on her. Yeah, that's right. And then, like, is all, like, yeah, one, when she finally takes something that Nynaeve gave her. And he's trying to help, I think, and she's, this is all she can do to help, so it's very much Yeah. A, uh, Moraine uh, tells everyone what Curry on Caldazar means. Yeah. For the honor uh, of the red... Oh, that's how... Yeah. For the honor of the red eagle, for the honor of the rose of the sun, the rose of the sun. So there it is. Red eagle. Confer- the confirmation. Ancient, the ancient war cry of Manetherin and the war cry of the last king. Eldrine was called the rose of the sun. Marine the blood of Eamon's line is still strong in the two rivers. The old blood still sings. Well, because Egwene mentions that she felt she almost understood what Matt was yelling when he ran down. Yeah, what type of horseshit is that? (laughs) What What type of... uh, Sounds to me like Matt and Egwene are descendants from uh, Eamon and uh, and Aldrin, is what it sounds like. So they can speak the language, and it just Uh, comes forth in them? It just comes forth in them through the power of magic. Weird. And weird fantasy bullshit. And it means Perrin and Rand aren't descended from those lines. Boo-hoo, you guys have other weird shit going on with you. Yeah, um, right. Well, that's the first bit of weird stuff from Matt, right? It is, it is. We haven't so we any go, weird stuff from Perrin yet. We've had weird stuff from Rand, we've had some weird stuff from Matt, now it's Perrin's turn to do some weird stuff. Yeah, be weird, Perrin. Um, um, and then, the only other thing is Egwene being like, your staff is so powerful! <laughs> I've told you, child, things do not have power. The born power comes from the true source, and only living minds can wield it. This is also, not even an angriol, merely an aid to concentration. Uh, so here's my thing. Don't they talk about how, like, the great horn thing is supposed to be magical and shit? And then there's, like, the sword and the stone and everything, so, like... Uh, I mean, that's kind of implied, but those are stories. Oh, okay, fine. Fine. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Things are not power. You. I don't believe <laughs> she, you. <laughs> Moraine just comes after her so hard about it. I mean, to be fair, Moraine, this is right after Moraine does more, <laughs> like, more workings with the one power to, like, distract their scent from the trolley, you know, like, send their yeah. scent a completely different way. So the girl, so the lady's got to be drained. And then you've got doe eyed 18 year old Egwene, like, your staff oh, She's is not 18, for sure. She's like 15. Oh, because she's she's a couple years younger than the boys. Yeah, but she's like I think 16, she's like 16. 16. Yeah. So you got like 16 year old Egwene, like, your staff is so powerful, Moraine. And it's like, bitch, I've explained this to you. Yeah. I've already told you. You're supposed to be the smart one. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're the one that wants to be an Aes Sedai, who can already mm-hmm. touch the true source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're going to go to Eridol. In the days of the Trolloc Wars, it was an ally of Manetherin. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then it has, you know, and then later, less good, later, Eridol di- died, and this place was called by another name. We enter, and then it's, uh, what name? Shadar, Sh- Shadar Logith. It is yeah, called Shadar, Shadar Logith. Logith. Yeah. Shadar Logith. I can't get the pronunciation right. And that's kind of where we end, is they enter not, not. Yeah, they you know get the, he skips a lot. What? He skips a lot. Because all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's go there. And then it's like, Moraine answered as they rode into the city. Well, no, he talks about their journey there. I just skipped over it. Where? <sighs> oh, okay, okay. No, yeah, no, they no. made they take the trail. Nynaeve rides beside again. her. That's right, and that's thing. when she's like, hey, take these. But they're very close to it. It doesn't take them very long. No, well, because Lan's been pushing to go, pushes to go there a couple of times during this chapter, and Moraine's yeah. always like, no, no, no. It gives me strong, like, Gimli versus Gandalf vibes when it comes to Mor- Moria, Moria, you know? Yeah, it yeah, very much like, it's like, seems like a Moria situation. Yeah, it's like, let's go to Moria. No, let's not. Let's go. No, and then finally she tires herself out so much, a la Gandalf, that uh, <laughs> they go to Moria. Yeah, and they end up right there. Like it is right next to Barillon. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the people of Barillon haven't like recolonized it. You know, I'm sure there's no reason. I'm sure it's yeah. just an oversight. There's no <laughs> Balrog hiding here. No. No. Did it say they get there in the same night? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, okay. they've been traveling for a few days at this point from Barillon. It's been a while since I've read the read this chapter. Um. I think I read it. For two days, the road oh, ran the through plane. the hills. Yeah, so they've been going for like two or three days at this point. I've been in that DC kind of, listeners. That kind of, uh, that sums up our chapters. We end, I mean, it's a pretty good place to end, honestly, for a chapter block. Like, entering yeah. the new creepy city. Yeah, we're lucky. I, I have to remember, I have to check some of these, because I know there are a few chapters where I'll need to extend us just so that we don't cut off in a weird spot. Okay. In the future. One in particular, like in the fourth book. There are two chapters, one after the other, that have to make sure we read together and not, like, split up. In fact, those two chapters will probably be one episode because of how much information is in them. Okay. You hear that, guys? You get a whole two-chapter episode in the future. Those of you guys who've who've read these books before, it's the the very important one in the fourth one, where everyone's favorite one. It's my favorite scenes in the book, so, in the series. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways. That's for years from now. So yeah, I mean, I'm done my part. I've read all my summaries. <laughs> oh yeah, so let's go in for MVP and LVP. Uh, favorite character, least favorite. Yeah. So let's, start with the, let's start with our MVPs, Amy. Moraine, hands down. Moraine. Moraine. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't even have to justify this. Like she saves their asses a couple of times in this chapter. Yeah, I'm gonna give. If you're giving it to Moraine, I'm going to give mine to Lan for killing the Fade. <laughs> We're just going to switch from last week? Yeah. <clears throat> we can't have the same MVP. They have to do something crazy to get double MVP. To get double MVP. And I think Lan did equal. I think Lan taking off the head of the of the group did a lot. I think it did as much as Moraine, you know, bringing up a firewall and stuff like that. I mean, and it's, you know. And it's Lan's idea to go to uh, this place. That's fair, but we don't know if that's a good or bad thing yet. <laughs> well, you know. That's that's fair. But like I, I 
I debated it when I saw the the fade kill, you know, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and the the reaction to it afterwards. But I, I do feel that Moraine, like handling the white cloaks and the other fists, like just not not only like the super cool, like earthquake and fire, but then like distracting them long enough so that the group can make it mm -hmm. to Shadow Logoth. I think mm -hmm. that's that's enough to get to get MVP from me for this okay. block. Okay. <laughs> uh, LVPs. Matt. Yeah, Matt. I think we're we're thinking we're gonna have a double LVP here. He, we're gonna he have really a double LVP. I thought about Matt. Rand with all the like just chit chatting with Pot on Fame, but Matt Me really too. he did multiple but, fuck ups. Yeah, Matt had the multiple fuck ups and like was just you know, we hear all about what the others are doing during the battle and then Matt's just on the ground. On the like, ground, yeah. And yeah, I thought about Rand, but that because of the white cloak thing. But then that's not really his fault because it's obviously out of his control. You yeah, know, a bit weird there. And, and that was, only and happened. That, yeah. And that only happened and was a, a, able to happen because of Matt's bullshit. Yeah, come on, Matt. So Matt, Matt got double LVP. It's not looking good for him. That's well, two weeks in a row. I've said he's LVP. So yeah. same right. character. But I know. Uh, yeah, Nynaeve's back up there. <laughs> Nynaeve's back up there, but I will say Min gets an honorable mention here. I really, okay. it's just like a time thing. I haven't seen enough of her to really be like Min's my favorite, you know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, but hopefully the White Cloaks don't go after her. Seeing it's like it's you know she was seen around them a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a thanks for putting that in my brain. <laughs> uh, LVP or least favorite rather? Not we've already done LVP. Matt. Oh, Matt's. Matt's worked his way into the least favorite slot. Not Rand I'm still. He has irritated me so much. No, Rand really is Matt. Rand is a dishonorable mention here, but um, no, it's Matt hands down. Okay. I am not. I'm not fucking with Matt right now. I'm sure Matt will will claw his way back up. He's he's our our friend Andy's like one of his favorite characters. Mm hmm. He's yeah. Andy was saying he's second favorite character, and right now I'm like how. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you said, there, we've got a whole fourteen books to to for him to Hundreds redeem himself. Hundreds of pages, at least, for him to redeem himself. So yep. we'll see. For now, he's not looking great. Yeah. So but yeah, uh, I think that next kinda... time. Oh yes, next time. Uh, 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 where's the data thing? Look data. Do, 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 there it is. Do, do, do. Oh, yeah, and you got your POV things. I forget that you did all this. Yeah. It's so well organized, listener. It is Amy's, very organized. Amy's the MVP of this of this podcast. Oh no! I mean, you say that, but I'm you're going to do all the editing. Yeah. Which, which for me is just like I have zero interest in doing that. So, <laughs> you know, for me, you're my MVP, stuff. Ethan. Oh, thank you. I'm muted, listeners. I have a mute button. He does have a mute button, and he knows how to use it. I also have a mute button. Jury's out on whether I know how to use it or not. <laughs> <laughs> So for next time's listeners, we are listening to, or we were well, listening, we are reading yes. chapters 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to happen in this chapter? Well, so chapter 19 is called Shadows Waiting. Mm -hmm. And after what we, I think that's going to take place in, whatchamacallit, in Shadar, Sh Shadar Logoth. Yeah. Eridol. That's probably easier to say. Eridol. Yeah. In Eridol. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm really hoping, for their sakes, there is not a like a Balrog here. No Balrog here. No Balrog. I'm hoping no Balrog. There might be a Balrog. Okay. 
Uh, dust on the wind. That's a little cryptic. A little cryptic. A little dark. Um, I wonder if we get our first character death. I do wonder if Ooh. maybe Tom dies. Maybe Tom. Okay. Not not Matt. That'd um, be funny if Matt died, and it's Andy's favorite character from just these. Yeah, I would be like, what the 18 chapters. <laughs> these 18 chapters, he's like, yeah, he's my favorite, and he's dead for the rest of the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do wonder if it would be Tom, because I don't think, I don't see Moraine and Lan dying anytime soon. It could be Nynaeve. At least, they're not, they're not first book deaths. I refuse to believe Nynaeve dies in this book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make I, sense, I'm not though, gonna right? make. I'm not going to make any pro. No, no, it doesn't. Because I think Tom is more of the mentor role here. <laughs> oh, okay, he's more. Tom of the, is the Obi Wan. Obi Wan here. Yeah, Tom's the Obi Wan, the Gandalf, the well, Moraine's kind of the Gandalf, but like Tom fills more of that role for the boys, I would say. Yeah, but I mean, I need yeah. could fill the uh, the character from Words of Radiance from the boat. She could. I don't want to spoil that one. Yeah, no, I don't think she does though. You don't think so? No. Okay. No. So I think dust on the wind, we lose Tom. Tom's dead. Um, okay. Listen to the wind. I don't know. The grief Tom's chapter. Ghost. Tom's ghost. <laughs> Telling yeah. the voice to go on, you know? Oh, but um, Amy, this is, oh, if this is, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, if they are going to Moria, 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 Moria right now, then yeah. this would be when, when Moraine would get axed. It is. It is when Moraine would get axed, but I refuse don't... to believe that. I refuse to believe that. I'm. I feel I have to admit something about myself at this at this juncture. Oh no. Um. No. I. I am. I am a little biased towards liking female characters more than male characters. Wow. Um, I. I don't mind admitting it. I don't hate characters just because they're men, but I am more likely to like a like root for a female character that's just how it is it's something i've realized about myself as i've gotten older like on game shows and stuff i tend to like root for the woman on the show until they do something particularly egregious so yeah yeah there we go you know, what is it, it, is well, what it I, was, is. I was looking at what miss andry yeah no the miss andry going on here no because last week i said lan was my favorite character yeah you hate men i see how it is don't hate men not all men <laughs> Bing, who's asking? <laughs> I typed in misandry, right? Yeah. And Bing is like, I'm sorry, but I cannot provide any for information or content that promises or glorifies hatred or discrimination against any gender, race, religion, or group of people. My purpose is like, I'm, I'm not even talking to you, Bing. <laughs> Why are you acting like I'm asking you to do things? You're just listening to my com- like you're just looking at what I'm typing into the search bar. Yep. You're so judgy. You know, Google doesn't. Bing judge just me. wants you to know. It's not gonna do. It's not gonna fuck with that. Um, half chosen. I mean, okay, yeah. So I think something big is gonna happen in these next few chapters. That like, like the boys are gonna decide whether they continue on to Tarvalon or do as they wish and go somewhere else. You know. Okay. And Wolf Brother. I don't know what that means. Um, because of Min's visions, I wonder if we're gonna get some weird parent shit in that chapter. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have a good guess, though. Mm. So weird parent shit. That's my guess. Okay. And we, Tom dies. Oh, uh, Tom she dies. Tom dies. We get some weird parent shit. Uh, are we sticking with Rand POVs? Or do you think we're going to get a swap switch up? Mm, I feel like we might get a swap at Wolf Brother. Okay. Wolf Brother might be a parent chapter. I th- Yeah, Wolf, Bear, Wolf Brother might be a parent chapter, I think. Okay. I need a parent. I need a swap. 
honestly. <laughs> Rand's getting a bit exhausting. Rand's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Well, that. No, I think, what is it? I think in the third book, we have almost no Rand point of views. So, you know. I mean. Six months from now when we get to that. Yeah. Or three months, however long it is. I mean, at this point, I will say, uh, I track my reading on Storygraph. Uh-huh. And Story Storygraph says that I am, I think, 38%. Yep, 38% of the way through the book. Oh, we're over a third of the way through. Yep. Congratulations. We still don't have a good outro for you. Bye. Bye, guys. And happy reading. Happy, happy reading. Oh, yeah, it's Daniel Rainbow. Uh, write books. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> hey, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please consider giving us five stars on your podcast provider of choice. And if you want, feel free to contact us at thedarkfriendsbookclub at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day and goodbye.